The Florida Panthers extend their winning streak to seven games on Saturday afternoon in Colorado while losing Sam Bennett. And should the Panthers go after the President's Trophy with them being in striking distance? And how does a future Sam Reinhart contract compare to those who already got the bag? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Monday, January 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. You can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase at game time so the florida panthers they they go into colorado and a game where there was a lot of unknowns with the statuses of alexander barkoff and evan rodriguez with the panthers not having a morning skate on saturday paul murray spoke to the media like two about two hours before the game happened and said that they would be game time decisions and lo and behold we saw both of them on the ice but with barkoff with a face shield and for the Colorado Avalanche on their side of things, no Bowen Byram and no Miles Wood for them. And I and they had Ingle, Ivan Prosetsov. Uh, 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 so they were giving Alexander Georgiev the day off and all that. But man, the Panthers exploded for uh, three goals in, in a span of 741. I mean, the first one going 110 where you get the puck down down deep. Matthew Kachuk finds, uh, finds Carter Hage right in front and, and, and beats uh, Prosetsov. And then... The second one, Alexander Barkov was circling around Nathan McKinnon, gets it back to Gus Forsling. A shot from the point is redirected by Sam Reinhart in front. And then, and then as and then just Alexander Barkov was just everywhere defensively and and then distributing uh to to his uh to his teammates. I mean, four assists on the night. I mean, you you see that Kale McCarr, as talented as he is as a skater and a defenseman in, in all situations and all, too deep in his zone, stripped by Barkov. Uh Erod gets a touch to Barkov, stretch pass to Sam Reinhardt, and then finishes on the breakaway. I mean, and it, it's crazy because even though the and the Panthers had, I mean, we saw a situation where the Panthers on Thursday night where they had to stop the five on three for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then they have a five on three on their own later. But even before that, Barkov goes uh, goes to the box for a high sticking double minor, and then stopping the third seventh best power play in the NHL, three shots on goal on the power play on the first one, and even almost made it four nothing on the two on one when he got out of the box with him and Sam Reinhardt. And I mean, it, th- there's not many times where you think of a a non two on one conversion, and you're up three nothing, and then you're remember you're trying to think to yourself, remember remember that non conversion by the Panthers. I was thinking that a little bit in the back of my head, and then I thought about the la- last year's game when the Panthers visited Colorado. It's like this is not a lead that you can get uh, comfortable and all. And the Panthers they uh, they doubled the shot attempts uh, in uh, in the first in the first twenty minutes in Colorado. So so you're in good standing, right? Nope, not quite. Uh, Fifty two seconds in, they get two goals. What one where a zone entry, all eyes are in Nathan McKinnon for I mean for a good reason, but not a lot of eyes were on Kale McCarr as his shooting lane was clear as he was the trailer and then beats Bobrovsky. And then the, the next one after 31 seconds later, three on two, get it down low. And 
Nico Mikola bumps into Sergey Bobrovsky, has him lose his stick. The the Colorado Avalanche gets it back to Josh Manson and then makes an original save and then and then goes into the goal. And then and then Sergey Bobrovsky was lost his stick and kind of had a had a hard time getting back to his position after that. So it was a series of, of unfortunate events. And great great call by Paul Maurice after giving up those two goals in, in the 52 second span to call his timeout and to settle his team down after that. And honestly, I don't really understand the two minute, the, the extra two for Matthew Kachuk on for roughing when he went after Samuel Gerard when he went to the crash the net for goalie interference. You know, it's like, it's like they don't want the, the Panthers to protect their own goaltender because I mean, you're, you're when, whenever you're taking that many hits and crashing and then sometimes with, if you're looking one direction and your and your mask with the peripherals is blocking uh, your attempt to avoid a hit, I mean, listen, that's that's how injuries can happen and all. And you know, credit to Kachuk for uh, for protecting his goaltender. I mean, 33 seconds into that power play by by the Colorado Avalanche, Nichuskin uh, redirects Kel um, McCarr's uh, shot from the point, and we even spoke about it when we previewed this game that Valerie Nichuskin is a guy in his in his office that that can get get can get those redirections out in front. I mean, he won a Stanley cup with a broken foot. So, so those are, those are the players you got to stop as well. And I mean, think, and later, I mean, we spoke about Barkov earlier, Barkov again on, on this one, the battle down low and get it back to the point for Oliver Ekman Larson and, and getting it past the glove with no traffic in, in front. And that's when Jared Bednar said, uh, to, to pull, decide to pull Prosets off and put in Alexander Gorgiev. And then, and then another opportunity for the Florida Panthers was when Etu Strain got a breakaway and he sprawls out and, and reaches out with the stick to, uh, to stop the opportunity. And, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily the score that has been reminiscent, reminiscent, excuse me, for the Panthers play as of late, but the mindset of the team has not changed when they go ahead five of the seven games during their winning streak, they haven't trailed. And it was the same thing. Let, yeah, it's a high-scoring game. Yeah, eight to four. Yeah, it's not a baseball score. Uh, there's no home runs or long field goals in in Denver, Colorado on on Saturday afternoon. But I mean, you think about this, the mindset is still the same as far as not getting away from your identity and not getting away from your game. And the thing is, with the Florida Panthers, they are the team in the NHL who leads the league in least amount of offensive zone time given up to their opposition, while the Colorado Colorado Avalanche lead the league in offensive zone time offensively plus 19 goal differential best in the third period in in the entire league so it was basically strength on strength for the florida panthers against the colorado avalanche in this matchup i mean the whole defense wins championships is so true when it comes to the style of play for the florida panthers and honestly i i'm gonna go break down more of the defense and style of play more in segment number two for a good reason uh you'll know that in a bit but Think about how in, in in many different sports, I mean, you, you think about the, and even in the NHL, the Florida Panthers high far, firing offense back in 2022 was stopped by shot blocks and cleaning up the slot as well. And that's how the Florida Panthers got swept in round two against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, even in football in 2013, I believe it was 2013. The Denver Broncos lead lead the league in most pa- most touchdowns, passing yards, Peyton Manning sets a record, but then look what happens in the Super Bowl absolutely manhandled by the Seattle Seahawks. And we're even seeing this with the Miami Dolphins now. Um, I hate, hate to bring this up, but high power, high power offense. But then when they go up against a good defense, I mean, they they crumble and all. And so 
you think about what the what the Panthers style of play, man, it's a it's just one style that's just can travel and we and we consistently beat on this as well. And honestly, the adjustment period for the Panthers, I mean, yeah, you give up three goals in the sec in the second period against Colorado, and that's the long change period. You're you're probably winded with the altitude as well. 13 to shot 13 to 7 shot on goal differential for Colorado in the second. I mean, not easy. Uh brought like that 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 can't be easy and all. And and listen, three three up three nothing. They they tie. You go up four three. They end up tying on that breakaway uh, uh, from Gerard uh, stretch pass to Jonathan Drone with which Nico Mikola got beat. Not the best game for Nico Mikola, but it doesn't tell the whole story about how he's uh, been this season. He's been in, still in a, a great ad and crazy enough, the top three picks in the 2013 draft on full display with McKinnon, who averages a point per game at home this year. Uh, just incredible as well and then Jonathan Duran his teammate in junior hockey and then Alexander Barkov all on the same ice it's crazy because uh you have the 2014 draft as well with Ekblad, Reinhardt and Bennett as well which the Panthers did lose Sam Bennett doesn't doesn't go out for the uh third period as well Palmer spoke about how he'll get reevaluated uh after there's no update but they're not too concerned about it the Panthers still haven't announced when they'll be practicing uh prior to their game against the St. Louis Blues we're still waiting on full confirmation of that as well but the Think about we mentioned it earlier the panthers stopping that five on three against the vegas golden knights they had a five on three on their own uh to a, a, a double minor which uh erod it wasn't originally called on the ice but then the only way you could review to see if it's down to two is if you originally call the double minor and then fortunately for the panthers they get the they get the four minute power play as well and then logan o'connor uh go, go goes to the box for delay a game puck over glass and then and then the the Panthers are able to to convert on the five on three with that same triangle passing play from the near side wall down low, and then uh, back to Reinhardt for his third goal, which is a hat trick, third as a Panther, seventh in his career, and then crazy twenty eight goals in thirty nine games, ten goals in the last seven, and seventeen of them being on on the road. And then the probably the most jaw dropping play um, goal of the of the afternoon where. Kevin Sendell actually loses the faceoff. The Colorado Avalanche can't hang on to the puck. And then uh, Ryan Lomberg touches it back to Stenland and then and then backhands it with his numbers back of Georgiev and then scores as well. Panthers top it off with two empty netters, one by Verhage, one by Kachuk uh, for his third goal in his uh, third third in three games in 2024. But the Pan but the Panthers, they're winning every board battle. They were they were eliminating the speed for the Colorado Avalanche as well. And that that is that is a formula when you're going against these high firing uh offense te offensive teams as well and it's not and even Randy Moeller on the broadcast speaks about when the when the Panthers are on the penalty kill and, and and all and when it comes to the lack of shooting lanes open you're seeing the Panthers kind of reach with their stick but they're not reaching for for too much with their body as far as out of position and all and I think, and honestly, yeah, I know the Colorado Avalanche scored on the power play uh, on Saturday afternoon, but still, you think about how the Panthers just locking it in, no pun intended with the show, but ha not having that part of the ice open and then the shooting lanes not being open. I mean, you gave up only four shots on goal in the third period and masterful, masterful effort by the Florida Panthers. I mean, eight to four, highest goal, um, highest goal, total of the season in a, in a single game for the Panthers and just uh, seven, seven game, seven game winning streak. And you, you gotta be quite pleased with everything that happened with Barkoff being in a face shield, losing Sam Bennett 
and, and all as well. And then and then having to dig deep with losing a three goal lead as well. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss the Panthers being in striking distance of the President's Trophy. We discuss whether the Panthers should go after the President's Trophy and whether I think the the Panthers should. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by game time and you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices view from your seat and the best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting the great deal before you check out Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. GameTime has deals right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last-minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals for tickets for football, basketball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With Zone Deals, you pick the section, and GameTime picks a seat for big-time savings. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and, and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day from the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel so just out of curiosity i mean i was looking at the standings and all the panthers have really man they've really set themselves up well during during this winning streak i mean when you think about the panthers and their western canadian trip just recently only getting four points out of the 10 and then first game back you get embarrassed by the st louis blues and the only goal is scored by one that goes off the glass and into the net with the goalie out of the net uh you you think of you you think man is is this team in trouble when with the with the lack of goal scoring as well and man the goals have come as well and just thinking more and more about the panthers they're four points out of the out of the top spot not only in the east well two points out of the east but four points out of the tops of the nhl for the President's Trophy. Yeah, we saw the Panthers win the President's Trophy back in the 2022 season. Different style of play, the running gun style, 4.16 goals a game, if I remember correctly. Uh, and the question is, should the Panthers go for the President's Trophy? And would you like to see the Panthers win the President's Trophy as well? So as far as luck, as far as the amount of present teams that win the President's Trophy and winning the Cup, only eight have won the Stanley Cup. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell people how to fan, but with, with, the, with the poll that I put out, a majority of you don't want, don't want the Panthers to win the President's Trophy. And let me, let me see real quick. 78 votes as of right now. And 67%, two-thirds exactly, don't want the President's Trophy uh, for, for the Panthers as, as well. And I understand that. Uh, let's just go over the statistics uh, for the President's Trophy post-0405 lockout. But as far as the history, the 36-year history of it being 
handed out. Only a fourth of them have won the Stanley Cup. Uh, post 0405 lockout, the Detroit Red Wings of t- 2008 with 115 points, and the Blackhawks in the shortened season at, uh, in 2013 at 77. And only one other has made the Stanley Cup final, the Vancouver Canucks of 2011. So, and let's not forget that the Chicago Blackhawks started off with an insane point streak without a regulation loss. And we've seen more teams bounced in round one after winning the President's Trophy than we've seen Stanley Cup final appearances. So that's that's the history of of that since the 0405 lockout. Washington won two years in a row, lost to Pittsburgh twice in the second round, which the NHL still hasn't fixed the um, as far as the playoff format, as far as facing your division division rivals in rounds one and maybe even possibly two, which we which a Novechkin Crosby conference final would be better than a second round series, but that's neither here nor there. But they still haven't done anything about it. Kucherov gets a one heart trophy uh, season in a contract year. Um, Lightning win the president's trophy, get, get swept by Bobrovsky, Panarin, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Boston has been weird. They won, they won the president's trophy twice in a four-year span. The first one being pr- prior to the COVID bubble where they lost every single game of the round robin, uh, become the four seed. Tuka Rask left the bubble too. They advanced uh, past the first round, but then lose in the second round to the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. And we saw the Colorado Avalanche go through their second round demons, uh, and they finally got over it in the year that they did not win the President's Trophy, which was the year that the Florida Panthers did. But even prior to that, the year they won was actually there was no margin at all as far as as far as far point margin. They won based on having five more regulation wins than the Vegas Golden Knights as, as well. So they were neck and neck as far as that. But the Vegas Golden Knights did advance past uh, past the Colorado Avalanche, beating them in six games before losing to the Montreal Canadiens in the semifinals uh, prior to uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning winning their back-to-back uh, chips. And yeah, now the biggest upset in Stanley Cup postseason history with the Panthers and defeating the Boston Bruins with, uh, in seven games, getting that uh, overtime winner in game five and seven, that high-scoring affair in game six, that seven to five win for the Florida Panthers as well. And here's the thing. If you, if, when you're our player on the ice and you're always trying to win, it's just like how I know the San Jose Sharks as of right now have lost 11 in a row, their second 10 plus game losing streak of the season, but those players don't tank. Uh, they just don't. So just like how players don't tank, Players don't think about the superstitions of presence trophy curses and all that when it comes to an opportunity when you think down the line that if you have a game seven at home in the Stanley Cup final, you're going to get that opportunity as well if you make it that far. But again, like I said at the top of the segment, I'm not going to tell anyone how to fan, but my opinion is that if the Panthers have an opportunity to get the presence trophy again, I I actually would want the Panthers to get it, honestly. Um, I know the success rate isn't high, but I just think about where the Panthers stand as far as style of play and carrying it over from a year before where you're now having more of your actual personnel that fits with your system. I mean, think about the Panthers with the growing pains of Paul Maurice's system and, and how long it took for them to get acclimated to it as well. So that that is a big reason for uh the panthers as far as when you're looking at what wins in the nhl and and also 
the power play has has come alive for the Panthers as well. So that's a, that's another thing for for the Cats there. So that honestly, as far as the Panthers are still second in division, they'd face the Toronto Maple Leafs in round one, if anything. But if if the if round one of the postseason started today, how good would you feel in a playoff series against the Maple Leafs right now? I'd feel real good, honestly. With blue line injuries, you don't know what you have as far as Joseph Wall yet, even though he is currently not playing. Uh, you're relying on Martin Jones as far as your number one for now. Yeah, it's not going to be exactly the same when the postseason comes around as far as that. But you you got to feel a lot better as far as, as that right now if, if the season were to end today. But the season does not end today. 43 games left as far as the Panthers in order to make something happen as far as the race towards the top of the division and only two points behind Boston and all. And you get that opportunity uh, to to get the get the number one seed and even the number one seed in the entire league, you 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 don't you don't apologize for it neither. Somebody has to win it. Somebody and honestly, Win Winnipeg, what a great job that they have done without Kyle Connor as as well uh, throughout all of this. And Connor Hellebuck, he's likely going to win the Vesna Trophy uh, this year. Uh, it's either him or Jeremy Swayman, one of one of the two. But maybe Hellebuck would get that more because. Uh, get more votes, excuse me, because he's more of a workhorse while Boston has the two goalie system there that can succeed no matter who's in net. So that is uh that that for the Panthers as far as style of play and experience in coaching and what they built off of last year, how also with Barkoff and how he's performed. <laughs> and once again, let me emphasize four assists with that face shield on him and just uh that just incredible the the special player that Barkoff is and he continues to show and I, I believe Nathan McKinnon was a minus three on Saturday afternoon and they were consistently matched up as as well and what well, both of them on the ice and here's the thing the Colorado have Avalanche had the last change and had plenty of opportunities to have both of them matched up against each other and Barkoff won that one for sure on Saturday afternoon but we're going to transition over to segment number three where we're going to discuss. Sam Reinhardt's market, and we're going to discuss more about how other players around the league performed prior to getting paid and after in the $10, $11 million range. We are going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL's regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action in the postseason with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The, the app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet with same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a par parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. And with the NFL postseason starting on Saturday afternoon, and of course the most important game of the weekend happening on Saturday night with when the Dolphins visit the Kansas City Chiefs, if you want to put a bet on rushing yards for the Dolphins with the weather being at almost zero degrees or right around there, you might want to put your bets there at FanDuel 
So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Segment number three here on this Monday, January 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday. And quick world junior update. Big congratulations to Merrick Alsher on winning bronze for Team Czechia. And one great thing is even though the Florida Panthers didn't have the most representation at the 2024 World Juniors, both Sandis Vilmanis and Merrick Alsher were voted the three best players of the tournament for their respected teams by their teams as well. So a very encouraging sign for the Florida Panthers uh, prospects as far as the 2024 uh, tournament. So Sam Reinhart, all-star Sam Reinhart, big payday for him coming. And I tweeted during the game on Saturday afternoon. It's just, let's just enjoy this while he's here because it looks like he's pricing himself out. And, a lot of this conversation is is going more because William Nylander of the Toronto Maple Leafs, as far as I know, the latest report is that he is going to sign um, eight times eleven point five for with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, starting next season, and let and we also there are also a few more players who have left to get paid. We spoke about Elias Pettersson and even Leon Dreisaitl, who's making eight point five, who's going to get a a pretty significant raise uh, starting next season. Uh, but let's talk about more about how some players who are making in the 10, 10 million to 10.5 million range, uh, excuse me, over 10 million to 11.5 range, how, how they have done in seasons past and what they've done since. And this is going to be exclude defensemen. So this excludes Eric Carlson and Drew Doughty. And this also excludes Carey Price, a uh, goaltender who's unfortunately no longer playing uh, right now, but he's still he's still not officially retired. But first one on the list, Jonathan Huberdeau. Uh, very familiar with the Florida Panthers. Six 20-goal seasons for the 2011 third overall pick. Last season in Florida, shooting percentage was at 13.5, 1% over his his uh, his average time in his final season with the Florida Panthers. Got, got paid a year, got paid before playing a single shift. And I know there was a lot of conversation about, oh, he should have waited to get paid. Listen, I'm not going to crap on a player for wanting to take care of his family and when he and what and getting it out of the way instead of having that on your mind through the season. Because if he if he had anywhere the season that he did uh, last year and still waiting for a contract, he you are risking walking him walking away and his, and his market value not being anywhere near 10.5. So I'm not gonna. I'm not going to crap on Jonathan Huberto for for getting that for going for that 10.5 times eight uh, deal with the Calgary Flames and all. And scheme wasn't a fit for Huberto for what he does best. And at the end of the day, we spoke about how Bill Zito was right about asking himself this question: Can you win with them as well? So that's another thing. Mitch Marner, 10.903 million AAV. Signed at the start of training camp in 2019. Incredible two-way player can play on the penalty kill power play and it would likely be in the selkie running every single year if he were center uh, and got and got paid for what he's he was projected to be and his numbers did not explode until after after he got paid so proved to be right as far as that his teammate John Tavares captain and a full no move clause 
uh, and I just remember the comp. I saw a YouTube compilation of all the times he said, I hope we work things out as far as when he was with the New York Islanders only to end up signing a seven year deal, uh, from, and a guy from the GTA, which if you're not familiar with Canada, it means, uh, greater Toronto area, not Grand Theft Auto. So sorry guys. Uh, I know, uh, Grand Theft Auto is a big talking point in South Florida with, uh, it relating to South Florida and all that stuff as well. But the, uh, and the Leafs have gotten only two point per game seasons from John Tavares and his shooting percentage has only gone down. His roles reduced. And we've seen even the series against the Florida Panthers last year that he just doesn't move as fast as he used to be. Tail end of the deal is not looking good one year. And you're going to have all those forwards, those four forwards from Toronto, all making $10 million or more for at least one more season. John Tavares' contract comes off the book after next season. So there'll be some breathing room as well. Uh, and and all so last year with the new york islanders 84 points and a 14.4 shooting percentage 1.5 above his career average so it's gone down since david poster not this one this one worth the contract that he was given um currently 27 years old extended at the trade deadline just recently on his in route to his 60 goal season too. heart trophy runner up which kajuk finished behind him and outside of the first two seasons he scored 30 goals in every season except the shortened season of 2021 so well worth that contract as far as 11.25. And then Austin Matthews, 60-goal season, the Hart Trophy-winning season where Huberto finished fourth. And Artemi Panarin, two 30-goal seasons in Chicago, a Calder Trophy, free agent in 2019 after two years with Columbus. Honestly, production-wise, those two years in Columbus compared to what he's done in New York and even before in Chicago were actually lower. And he was able to still get over $11 million AAV um for his uh, the entirety of the contract in New York. And even though he's disappeared in the tail end of the series against the New Jersey Devils, his shooting percentage in New York during the regular season, at least, is 14.6. Uh, and and currently this season, 15.7 and on his way to 50 goals. And the guys over 11 million, those guys are in a different stratosphere as far as uh, compared to Sam Reinhart. Nathan McKinnon, we just spoke about. In their recent game against the Florida Panthers, Connor McDavid, two different stratospheres, and we mentioned Drysaddle, who's going to be in that realm as far as uh, as far as extension and AAV, as far as that, especially with the cap go up. So here, but here's the difference: the not all those teams have large goalie contracts like the Panthers have, and Sergey Bobrovsky has done nothing as far as making him a trade candidate this offseason. And his no-move clause becomes a modified no-trade clause on July 1. And you still don't know what you have in Spencer Knight. And crazy to think, maybe the mistake was extending Knight too early? Maybe? I don't know. I, I don't know. We, don't, we won't know for a few more years. But, but, you don't, but you don't also want to have a bad relationship with him neither as far as that. It does and, – and the question – for Spencer Knight, as far as that is, if he hadn't gotten paid for him, and this isn't to crap on some on everything that he's gone through, would he have would he have gone to the players assistance program, or we would he have battled it out emotionally to get through? Because there's something later along along the line, as far as him being who where he was supposed to be an RFA, this this past off season in 2023 big question to to consider as well but 
if you're if you have that contract and Bill Zito believes that you're projected to be similar to what the Dallas Stars believe in Jake Ottinger, then again, you can't crap a player for trying to take that deal as well. And yes, we we're glad that Spencer Knight is back. We are glad that he is that he is getting some development time in Charlotte as well. So 14.5 on your on your cap for goalies. Well, 1.5 off the books currently with Spencer Knight being in the AHL as well. So not every team has that situation as far as goaltending. So it's going to affect different parts of the roster. Sam Reinhart, 32 points away from tying his career high with 82, which was in 2022, his first year in Florida with 43 games left, which he's going to surpass if he continues this pace. Shooting percentage is 8% better than his career high, which was in 2021, his last year in Buffalo. And he was a consistent 20-goal scorer there as well. So, and we don't even talk about the, we haven't even talked about how he does defensively, penalty killing, uh, everything as far as the advanced stats prove the two-way game that Sam Reinhart presents as far as that. So, but the question is, if Reinhart asks for 11 million, do you say yes and sign it? I, I, I think you would have to say no if you're Bill Zito, unfortunately, because of the situation with the rest of the roster. And you just don't know how much the cap is going to go up after this season. We know it's going to go around $4 million this upcoming offseason, but how much of it is going to go after? I mean, and how much of a percent of your cap is it going to be as well? And li listen, the Sam Reinhardt, as far as performing with Barkoff last year, didn't really have that finishing touch, even though they had great chances. Can play well with Lundell. I mean, we saw it with Barkoff and Erod coming out the other night due to injury that Reinhardt was reunited with Lundell. But how much of that can be sustained? Because 27% shooting, it's not sustainable. It's crazy because he got off to a rough start last year with the first 12 games, and then he ended up still being a 30-goal scorer as well. Crazy to think. But how much of that is going to put you in a chokehold in future years for the Panthers? And if he asks for $11 million, you might have to say no, unfortunately, as far as that. So we are going to have to enjoy Sam Reinhart while he's here and just hopefully it results in a Stanley Cup where he can walk away happy and the Florida Panthers can have him as part of their memories and part of some great history, which there has already been some great history for the Panthers in this trade where they sent a first, which which Buffalo ended up getting Yuri Kulich, who, performed, who was the captain of Team Czechia, and Devin Levi, who's still not a finished product as well. So one that could possibly be won by both sides as well. But Sam Reinhart is a big part of Panthers history as far as as far as pretty good trades top up there as far as trades that have worked out with the Panthers even if you don't re-sign him you, you, it's a great trade for the Panthers as well that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast make sure to come back tomorrow for for this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast as we will be previewing the Florida Panthers ending their road trip on Tuesday night in St. Louis as they hope to right all the wrongs from their first matchup at, against St. Louis at home and hopefully for the Panthers to finish a perfect four-game road trip. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps 
into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Foot Living Stone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.